Insulin resistance is the epidemic you may not have heard about. It's the most common medical condition in the world, yet so many doctors are not testing for it. In fact, up to 85% of adults are insulin resistant, and most don't even know they have it, let alone what it means for their long-term health if they don't take action now to reverse it. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, geriatric physical therapist, weight loss coach, and passionate disease prevention expert. I used to struggle with emotional eating, sugar cravings, and consistency. Then I learned how to lose the mental and physical weight once and for all with a low insulin lifestyle. Each week on the Reshape Your Health podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. This episode is going to tell you how to test for insulin resistance if you're overweight, or if you just want to have more insight into your overall health status and risk for disease. Insulin resistance is the epidemic you may not have heard about. It's the most common medical condition in the world, yet so many doctors are not testing for it. In fact, up to 85% of adults are insulin resistant, and most don't even know they have it, let alone what it means for their long-term health if they don't take action now to reverse it. Insulin resistance compounds over time. It can take decades before you start to see the external signs of insulin resistance that I covered in last week's episode. Living a low insulin lifestyle is the best, most effective way to lose weight, get healthy, and prevent disease. I truly believe that testing insulin resistance will be the new gold standard for predictive medicine in the future because it's at the root cause level for so many diseases like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, dementia, arthritis, and so many more. Even if you're at a healthy weight, You may have insulin resistance and not know it because weight is not the end-all be-all measure of health. The scale certainly doesn't tell the whole story. And in fact, I believe a number on the scale is one of the lowest value indicators for your health. If you want to live a long, healthy, active life, you'll need to take responsibility for your health. We have to stop abdicating so much power to our physicians and to really take matters into our own hands and partner with them because no one knows your body better than you. To the degree in which you accept responsibility for your health, you can expect results and it's going to take time and patience. It's going to take focus and consistent effort. There's no quick fix here. It probably took you a long time to develop unhealthy habits, and those grooves are deep in your brain. So give yourself plenty of patience and grace on your journey to better health. Remember, you have a lifetime to get healthy, and you need to stay healthy for the rest of your life. This episode is going to review some basics about insulin, insulin resistance, and how to tell if you're insulin resistant or not. Insulin is a hormone made by your pancreas. Unless you have type 1 diabetes, then your pancreas doesn't make it and you have to inject it. While insulin is best known for regulating our blood glucose, every cell in the body has receptors for insulin. This is unheard of for most hormones that typically only affect a couple of organs. Insulin can affect them all. The specific effect insulin has will depend on the cell. Here's a picture from the book, Why We Get Sick by Dr. Ben Bickman that describes the many roles insulin can play in the body. 
And if you haven't yet, definitely check out my episode where I got to interview Dr. Bickman and get some great little little known tips to reduce insulin. Insulin resistance is when the body becomes resistant to the effect of insulin. It's easy to compare this to something we're more familiar with, like alcohol or antibiotic resistance. An alcoholic used to feel a buzz after two drinks, but as time goes on, their body becomes more resistant to the effects of alcohol. So more and more of the same substance is needed to get the same buzz. Let's compare that to a carboholic. And yes, I am a recovering carboholic. The constant spike in blood glucose from eating high carb and sugar foods requires the body to constantly release insulin to allow that blood glucose to move out of the bloodstream and into the cells to be used or stored. Over time, the body becomes resistant to insulin. So more and more is needed to have the same effect for normal blood sugar levels. Eventually, the body's cells will become so insulin resistant that glucose has a harder time getting into the cells and stays in the blood, leading to the classic high blood sugar or high blood glucose common to prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. And I mentioned this last week, but thought it worth reminding you that prediabetes and type 2 diabetes is insulin resistance. If you have them, you most certainly have insulin resistance. The question is only to what degree. Once you dive down the insulin resistance rabbit hole, you'll see that insulin resistance is at the center for so many conditions. And I talk about this all the time just because I'm in geriatric physical therapy and I see them. I see the long-term effects of diabetes and arthritis and dementia and heart disease. That's what drives me to create this content for free because I believe everyone needs to know about this. And if you wanna stay healthy and not need a geriatric physical therapist down the road, you need to know this. So how do we test for it? Unfortunately, unlike blood glucose, there's not a simple finger prick solution to check your insulin at home. Researchers are actively developing that technology, but it isn't available yet. Nevertheless, you do have some options. And these options will vary based on your geographical location and what's available in your area. First, you can request an insulin blood test from your physician. Often the test will be covered by your insurance, but not always. And that's sometimes why the physician may be reluctant to order that test. If your insurance won't cover the expense, your physician's office can tell you how expensive the test will be and it's usually under $100 in the United States. Now, if your insurance won't cover the insulin test or you don't wanna wait for a clinic visit, you can simply request a test on your own. Companies like walkinlab.com and labtestsonline.org offer insulin testing. And I will link to both of these in the description below this video on YouTube or the show notes for this podcast version. These companies partner with local blood testing services to request the test directly. All you do is go into your local lab, have blood drawn, and the company sends you the results. And the test costs around 30 to 60 US dollars. Unfortunately, because the focus has been on glucose for so long, there's not a wide consensus on insulin levels. Ideally, your blood insulin levels should be less than six micro units per milliliter of blood. While eight to nine is the average for men and women, it's not good to be average in this case. According to Dr. Bickman and why we get sick, a person with eight micro micro units 
per milliliter has double the risk of developing type 2 diabetes as with a person who has a 5. And if you can, get a fasting insulin and get a fasting blood glucose measured at the same time so that you can calculate your homeostatic model assessment or HOMA score. Your HOMA score is a formula that considers both fasting glucose and fasting insulin. It's more helpful than fasting insulin alone to determine your insulin sensitivity. Insulin sensitivity has an inverse relationship to insulin resistance. Insulin sensitivity is how sensitive your cells are to insulin. Now, the more insulin sensitive you are, the less insulin resistant you are. The less insulin sensitive you are, the more insulin resistant you are. I hope that I explained that well enough and that it all makes sense to you. So here's the equation to determine your HOMA score. And again, I will be sure to put this in the show notes as well. Because we Americans like to use a different math system, our equation is different from most of the rest of the world. And I'm gonna give you both. So in the US, the equation is glucose times insulin divided by 405. For most other countries, the equation is glucose times insulin divided by 22.5. There's no consensus yet, but according to Dr. Bickman's book, a value over 1.5 indicates insulin resistance and above three usually means you're on the edge of having type two diabetes. Unfortunately, even fasting insulin may have some limitations. There are some people whose fasting insulin may be normal, yet their insulin response to dietary glucose isn't. So to test this, you'll need to work with a healthcare professional or research lab. You drink a small cup of 75 grams of pure glucose and immediately get your blood drawn every 30 minutes for two hours. Now there are a couple of ways to assess insulin resistance with this method. The numbers I'm sharing with you here come from Dr. Bickman's book, Why We Get Sick. So first, if your insulin peaks at 30 minutes and steadily comes down, you're likely insulin sensitive, which is good. If your insulin peaks at 60 minutes rather than 30 minutes, you're probably insulin resistant and your likelihood of getting type two diabetes later in life is five times higher than normal. So you're in the caution range. And lastly, if your insulin progressively climbs and peaks at 120 minutes, you're most certainly insulin resistant and you're almost 15 times more likely to get type two diabetes. So Dr. Bickman classifies this as the trouble range. One way to know if you're becoming more sensitive to insulin is if you have type two diabetes, check your blood sugar levels and see how they're responding to your normal medications. Wearing a continuous glucose monitor can be extremely helpful here. If you do have type two diabetes and you've been prescribed insulin, you can also track your daily insulin dose as a sign of changes. So if after making some lifestyle choices, your normal insulin dose is resulting in lower than typical blood glucose levels, that means that your regular insulin dose has become too high because you are becoming more sensitive to insulin. Remember last week when I shared the story of a client who in just a couple of months went from taking 10 to 20 units of fast acting insulin per meal to just one to two. She's really good about using her continuous glucose monitor and checking her glucose. Taking too much insulin can cause a life threatening condition called hypoglycemia. 
your blood glucose can change very quickly once you start changing your diet. And if you're not monitoring your glucose and altering your blood glucose lowering medications, of course, with the approval of your physician, you could overshoot and cause hypoglycemia where your blood sugars get too low. Signs of low blood sugar are lethargy, confusion, irritability, unsteadiness, fatigue, sweating, slurred speech, anxiety, and more. Again, this is a very serious condition and can be scary if you've never seen it before. So if you or a loved one has diabetes, you need to know about hypoglycemia and know how to use a glucometer to check for it in case you think your loved one or maybe yourself might be experiencing hypoglycemia. The good news is that it's easy to fix with some quick digesting sugar, like fruit juice or glucose tablets. There's no specific cutoff that defines hypoglycemia because there's considerable, considerable variability in the glucose level at which a person will experience symptoms of hypoglycemia because it depends on what their normal blood glucose levels are. Technically, hypoglycemia is 70 milligrams per, per deciliter, but again, that's highly individualized. I've seen clients in geriatric physical therapy before who have advanced type two diabetes and they're on high doses of insulin and they actually start feeling those hypoglycemic symptoms in a normal blood sugar range, right? Like of hundred or maybe after you eat hundred up to 140, they're having hypoglycemic symptoms because they're so used to their blood sugar being so high. If you can't easily measure your insulin, but want to know if you have insulin resistance, you can guesstimate your risk by looking at other risk factors that I talked about last week. Just having one or two is a good sign that you have some degree of insulin resistance. As a brief reminder, those were a fasting blood glucose higher than 100, HDL lower than 40 for men or 50 for women, triglycerides higher than 150, blood pressure higher than 130 over 80, a waist circumference greater than 35 inches for women or 40 for men, skin tags or dark skin patches in your body folds. If you're curious about how to reverse insulin resistance, it's not complicated, but it's not easy either because there's no quick fix to this and it does require long-term lifestyle changes. And if you've ever tried, changing your habits is no easy task. Part of living a low insulin lifestyle is exercise. Making exercise part of your lifestyle can be tough, but it's crucial to lower insulin resistance and honestly, just age well. As you age, your muscle mass will naturally decline, but exercise will help slow that and mitigate your increased risk for falls and fractures. It also creates energy and strength, so you have more stamina to keep up with your loved ones but you do have to be consistent with your exercise program. Nothing works unless you do, and I cannot do your push-ups for you. So next week, I'll be sharing a great episode that gives you a ton of ideas for how you can be more consistent with your exercise routine. That's going to allow you to build muscle, and muscle is one of your largest organs in which the body can deposit glucose, so there's a lot of insulin receptors. The more muscle you have, the more insulin receptors you have. The more insulin receptors you have, the more insulin sensitive you can be. That's why minute for minute resistance training that builds muscle is a more effective form of exercise to lower insulin resistance than cardio. 
As you know, I always want you to get used to taking action each and every week from these episodes. A healthy body doesn't just happen. It's just like your bank account. You have to continually invest for it to grow, for your health to grow. If you think you have insulin resistance within the next 24 hours, I want you to download a free masterclass straight from my program, all about how to lower your insulin resistance and inflammation. You can download that today at weightlossforhealth.com forward slash masterclass. My members tend to rewatch my course trainings and this one, especially it walks you through exactly what insulin resistance is, why it's at ground zero for disease and how to reverse it. And if you prefer to read, you're going to also receive the transcript for that masterclass and a fun sheet that walks you through a checklist of lifestyle changes that you can start making right away to lower your insulin resistance so that you can lose weight and reverse these risk factors before they turn into the diseases that I treat in geriatric physical therapy. And I also wanted to remind you about the new review contest for this podcast. If you haven't yet left a rating and review for this show, I would really appreciate it if you did so on your listening platform of choice. It only takes a couple of minutes and it helps this content get seen by and heard by and help more people. So if you do that, go ahead and subscribe, leave a review and a rating, and then take a screenshot of that and email it to me at mnolte at weightlossforhealth.com. That's M-N-O-L-T-E at weightlossforhealth.com. And that will enter you into win a special thank you and surprise from me in the mail. I'll draw a winner at the end of June. I hope you found today's episode valuable. And if you did, I want to hear from you. Follow me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Nolte and send a message letting me know your biggest takeaway from today. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.